welcome to another episode of Opinions. I'm Steve and with me as always is Martin. Martin, welcome to this week's show, mate. Evening, Steve. Also with us this week is uh, Matt Chinnery, also known as the Half Pint Gent. Matt, welcome to the show. Hello, chaps. Each week we chat about beer um, and what's been going on in the industry, sharing our opinions and generally drinking some some beers along the way. Um, in a bit of a change of plan to this week's show, uh, we were intending to be recording in Matt's shed, yep. which also doubles as your bar, yep. uh, which we were very excited about. However, Greater Anglia had other ideas and um, we didn't end up recording in your shed because there were problems with the train lines. So we are now sat in the basement at Brewdog in Shoreditch, to which we are most grateful to the guys at Brewdog for giving us a venue to record this week's show. Um, that also means we're drinking beers that we didn't intend to drink this week. Uh, we each have before us a flight of Brewdog beers, and we've somehow managed to get 12 different beers to get through tonight. So... Um, Let's start this roller coaster, that's for sure. Um, I reckon we get straight into our first beer, guys. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, so uh, let's have a cheers. Cheers. And um, mine, what, what are you drinking first, mate? I've decided to go for the uh, citrusy wheat from Stone. It's my first beer. Not having had enough of Stone recently, you felt as though you had to well, get thought, into some more. I just thought I'd mention Stone again. Okay, fair enough. I'm, I'm sure we're going to be covering that throughout, oh, throughout might, the evening. I might mention it. Cool. Um, how was it on the first first ever sip that you had there? Not that wheaty, actually. Okay. So I'll, I'll still have to make up my mind on this one. Okay. Is it citrusy? Not much. It's a bit thin Ooh, at the moment. A bit, bit on shaky ground there, then, isn't it? If yeah. it's not citrusy and it's not wheaty, it's, uh, yeah. it's struggling a little bit. It is at the moment. Um, Matt, what, what have you got in your glass, mate? I've got a 2.8% Brewdog Doodlebug, which and I've not had before. What's, what's that doing for you? Do you know what? I quite like it, actually. Okay. Really easy drinking. Nice bitterness at the end. Yeah. Nothing too exciting, but very good at the same time. Okay, and I've got the uh, Brew Gooder, which is a lager. It's a... Uh, you were saying upstairs, Matt, it's a, it's a charity sort of thing that they've done with some water aid. Yeah, I think... The profits are all going to the charity. I can't remember what the charity is. Uh, I have a can in my fridge, which I've been waiting to open for a while. Um, yeah, interesting um, story behind the beer, though. It's not a very interesting beer. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest. It's, it tastes like a lager. Um, so maybe the story is more interesting than the, 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 the beer itself. Um, okay, so, so while we work our way through the first beers, let's um, let's crack on and talk about what we've been up to since the last opinions. Um, go on, share oh. with us your trip to Stone. Okay, well, <laughs> I, I went to Berlin, and in case people haven't noticed that from a, what I've been posting on, on Twitter with pictures and my most recent blog post, uh, the reason behind it, apart from just wanting to go to Stone, is uh, my brother's getting married in a couple of months' time, and uh, he lives over in Germany anyway, so he wanted to make sure that his friends from Germany could go. He suggested Berlin a couple of months ago. So I badged him on a daily basis, saying, are we going to Stone? Are we going to Stone? <laughs> we went to Stone. Um, I managed to get eight hours of a Saturday afternoon and early evening there. And without really saying too much about the beers straight away, the actual place itself is just awesome. It's an old gas works, which has been redeveloped. It is absolutely humongous. It, just the sheer size of the area. It's a tap room, but not one you've, it's no tap room I've experienced before in my life. Um, they've got 
I mean, Matt would go crazy when he first goes in there because it's got a whole load of merchandise straight away. <laughs> so it would take him a while to work his way to the actual beer. Then they've got 50 taps, um, or 50 of their beers on tap. They've got them both sides of the bar. They've got like a... F- 50 beers on tap? 50 beers on tap. Wow. Um, the menu lists all the beers which are brewed there as well. Yeah. And I'd say about 25% of the beers on tap are actually brewed in Berlin as well. And those are the ones I tended to focus on. So I thought, well, I might as well just go for the ones which are brewed yeah, 50 absolutely. meters away. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the biggest disappointment, and this is a caveat of a disappointment, bearing in mind how awesome the rest of the day was, is that they'd had their official opening a few days beforehand, and everyone who went there drank all of the Stone Go to IPA. <laughs> there was none of it left when I went there three days later on a Saturday afternoon. But all the beers I had were really nice. Um, I've listed a few of the standouts on my blog, so I won't go through them, but the guy who looked after us uh, for the first couple of hours gave us a few tasters, talked us through what they'd been doing there. He joined them a couple of years ago. Time had worked out well for him because he was uh, with someone from Germany as well, so it worked out really well. But it's a, it will become a destination place. It's about 20 minutes outside by cab at uh, Berlin City Centre. It will become a destination place, though. Think so? Definitely. Yeah. Do they do tours? Is yeah. It, was it just a bar? Oh, no, the tours were about three euros. Wow. For a tour and some tasting. Wow. Um, that's don't know really that's just because it's opened. I don't know. But I didn't know what our timings were going to be. Um, I basically spent my time at the bar as close <laughs> to the taps as I could get. Once I'd had a bit of wander around, because they've got yeah. all these different levels, mezzanine levels, they've got table service, they've got tables you can have without table service. Um, and then you've got the, you can see all the nice shiny silver tanks as well. Lovely. It's... It sounds, sounds amazing, and, and like you yeah. say, it, so, it sounds like it's going to become a bit of a destination. I'm, I'm anticipating Berlin's not too far by, by plane. What, what we're looking hour at? Or so hour or so from Journey. I mean, we went from Stansted, it was an hour. I mean, although we did get waylaid as soon as we arrived in Berlin because they had an Oktoberfest bar straight outside departures. So we actually spent four hours at the airport before we even left <laughs> to come, get into Berlin. Brilliant. Um, um, Matt. What, what, what about yourself, mate? Have you been up to a? You, you've been up to quite a bit as well recently. Yeah, really busy week. I've been out probably four out of the seven days last week. Saturday was a bit all over the place. I very quickly went to Forest Road Brewing on their open day because it was kind of en route to where I was going, um, and that that was good. I'm I'm looking forward to going back there again properly. I got I was very lucky because uh, Pete let me try the the fresh work. That's I think it's the third batch and mm-hmm. it was super fresh. Um, like smelt like walking in a brewery fresh it was so green uh, and then I went on to the Goose Islands block party in London which was uh, all good fun and I got to drink for uh, Bourbon County for the first time so that yeah, was what uh, did you think of that uh, emotional it was really good <laughs> 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 I, emotional moment for that day. you heard it here I think I, I kissed the beer I didn't sip it it was that good <laughs> Wow, in, in, in comparison to all of that, I've not really done very much in, in the last few weeks. Um, I found myself in Nottingham for, for an evening, uh, and after a quick scour of Twitter, ended up in a place called the Canal House, um, which is simply an incredible bar, yeah. because it's actually got the canal running through it, and, and there was a long boat parked in the middle of the bar. Yeah, you posted a picture, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, which, that did look an amazing space. It yeah, is, it is. was it just just incredible. And the, the, the thing that really brought it to life as well was the selection of beers that this place had as well. They had floor-to-ceiling fridges full of 
an incredible selection of Belgium, German, German, American. There was there were Irish beers in there. There were English beers in there. An, an incredible selection of beers. Um, on tap, they had again a really good range. I was a little bit disappointed that, considering it was a it's a Castle Rock pub, they didn't actually have many of the Castle Rock beers on on. Um, Cask. What did they have? The Harvest Pale, or they? I don't, don't even think they had that. Really? Uh, I think they had more standard cask offerings. Like, mm. pretty sure I saw London Pride and you, you know your standard offerings there. Um, but I ended up going for. Um, I had a few pints of uh, Whispering Bob by Pig and Porter, which is an American IPA, which which was doing it for me. So everything you'd want from an American IPA, and and then I switched to the. Um, they had uh, Brew Dove, which is a brew brewery from Ireland, um, on tap. On a nitro tap as well, so mm. it's it's a stout, so it's a nitro stout, and it was incredible. I had a couple of pints of that as well. Basically, I've been just been drinking my way for a fresh, fresh box of Halcyon that, that arrived uh, at my house at the weekend, which I've been thoroughly enjoying reacquainting myself with uh, because it's been far too long since I've enjoyed a good Halcyon. That would explain the klaxons in my Twitter feed. That, that would explain all of the klaxons that, that have been appearing in, in your Twitter feed. Um, yeah, literally about a week in the bottle. That was, and it's tasting really good and looking really good in its 500ml bottle. I'm just going to emphasise that point that that is not going to look right when it starts cropping up in 330ml. Anyway, let's um, let's not dwell on that one for too much longer and let's move on to, uh, to, to beer number two um, of our little selection. So, uh, Matt, uh, what, what have you got as your second beer tonight? Obviously a lot of talk about this beer. Uh, it's the Live Dead Pony Club. I've not had a chance to have it yet, so this is like a, a live tasting of it. Um, <laughs> Exclusive. A live tasting of the Live Dead Pony Club. Yeah, there's too many double negatives in yeah. that one, isn't there? It's much sweeter than what I'd think of Dead Pony Club, and it doesn't have that punchiness. I don't dislike it as much as I thought I would, though, because I've seen some iffy reviews, but I'm not down with the concept, I don't think, if I'm to be honest. Um, yeah, and it's nothing like cast beer, so you can't really compare it to that. That that was pretty much my uh, summary of it. I was completely underwhelmed by, by it when I tried yeah, it. Yeah, I was saying a bit nonplussed. Yeah, I, I didn't. It didn't add anything for me. No, it, I feel like it's taken away actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, you haven't got that same carbonation, have you? Which when you're having a cold carbonated dead pony, often it's the first beer I have or first beer at fridge. You want it to really quench your thirst because it does a job, doesn't it? Does it? A job. Yeah. I found found myself wanting to have a dead pony club afterwards. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same here, but I didn't. I, I had something else. Um, mine. What what's what's number two in your glass this evening, uh, mate? I've got the uh, Pensonville. I've had this before. Um, it's it's actually a really nice stout. Nice chocolate notes, coffee, a little bit dry on the finish. I like this one. It's it's a good beer. And and for those. Uh, people that will remember back we did an interview with lee hamilton um quite a while back um and we've been at events where i've heard lee speak about that beer before and um they that they trace that that's one of the original beers that they can trace back yeah. to the the hamilton name and they use malden oysters in in it as well um so staying true yeah. to the heritage uh, of, of the beer as well but yeah i, I agree in, an incredible beer yeah, that, that, that you've really got nice, there. really smooth really drinkable yeah. Um, my second one here tonight is um, this is the Super Blueberry Blitz. So this is a, um, a Berliner Weiss, uh, blueberries, as as you would imagine. It's um, an incredible kind of dark Pinky. pink colour. Oh, that's like a smoothie. Mm. 
he's pulling a face. It's certainly tart, and it's oh, it's very creamy. Blueberries give it this real creamy edge. Um, it's quite refreshing actually. It's it's a it's all right. It's not it's not it's not disgusting in in any way. It's um it's rather refreshing actually. That's. Is, is a third about the right amount for you? A, a third's about, yeah, I don't think I can manage more than a, than, than a third of that without really, really struggling. Because as people will know, that's not my uh, preferred style of drink. But no. uh, I was going for stuff that's mostly new to, tonight. I um, thought it was going to be a bad review when I saw that sour screw face. That was, it, that it was, was a real yeah, screw face. It, was, um, <laughs> it, it did make me pucker up a little bit, <laughs> I have to, I have to say. Um, okay, so let's move on to some news this week, and there's there's quite a lot of news, so you're going to need to bear with us. Yeah, pour yourself a beer. Yeah, as we work our way through this, probably a 3.30 meal will just about do it for you. So, first up, um, and the brewery that we featured on the recent first Irish beer report, the White Hag, um, they've come up with what is, in my opinion, a rather innovative way of crowdfunding. Um, you can buy a barrel in their new brewery. They've got ambitions to become one of the biggest um, barrel-aging breweries in Ireland. And they're offering opportunities for people to buy their own barrel. Um, so for 250 euro, euros, you can buy one of 100 barrels that will be available. That will be yours for three years. And as a result, you will get six bottles of 750ml beer each year which are hand bottled and wax sealed, personally signed by the brewmaster and sent to you with a beer from your barrel in it. Um, and then you'll get to go to the brewery every year for a party that they're gonna have. So I think it's um, in what is becoming an age of crowdfunding, that's quite an innovative way of, of, of sourcing some money to expand their brewery. Agreed. Um, and I know there's a, there's a few of us from the Essex Bottle Share that are actually going to go in yeah. uh, on, on a barrel and, and, and see what comes out of it. Should be good. I think. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, actually. Yeah. I'm quite excited. Yeah, you're as, right. As you're right. It's a very novel idea. Yeah. I, 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 do, like, I do like what they've done yeah. with, with that. Um, so next up, the World Beer Awards were announced recently. And although there were no UK winners in best of categories, um, there were uh, UK... Uh, acknowledgements across 37 different categories in, in the awards now. This awards must go on forever. It must go on forever and I this is why you're getting the shortened version. If you want to see all of the awards, you can go to uh, worldbeerawards.com backslash 2016 backslash Europe backslash United hyphen kingdom um, to see all of the UK beers. Um, but the ones that I just wanted to pick out as standouts were in the Imperial Double IPA category, um, Cloudwater Dipper version. Any guesses what version achieved in an award? Three, six. Spot on. I was three. Version three. Um, probably one of the most lauded versions of, of the Cloudwater yeah. Dipper uh, was acknowledged, and also um, Northern Monk uh, Eight Two Two, uh, one of the double IPAs yeah. that they produced recently. In the IPA category, Harvestoons IPA, uh, Yeasty Boys Digital IPA. Now, I know it's brewed in Scotland at Brewdog, but Yeasty Boys are a New Zealand brewery. Mm. So I've got a question mark against that one. Um, and then the last one, um, Thornbridge Jaipur 
of, of course. Um, but have head over to the website and, and check out all of the beers that won awards. It's uh, quite good to see Jaipur still getting awards, actually. I, I think it's I think it's good, yeah. Because that was my craft beer awakening. I'm sure I saw a tweet at the weekend that it's now available in Tesco's uh, as well, which, if, if true, is, is possibly another game changer. If you can now buy Jaipur in Tesco's. I think you get it from Waitrose. Waitrose has. Waitrose yeah, Waitrose has. has. Yeah. But, but there, 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 was, there was a tweet at the weekend that. Uh, and I think it was Doody. Uh, I think Doody got uh, a bottle of Jaipur from Tesco's. So happy days if, yeah. if, that's, if that's the case. Especially the um, follow up of Jaipur Tech. Or, or even Halcyon. <laughs> I think you're jumping ahead of yourself, boys. Yeah, I am. Absolutely. Okay. I'm got excitement there. Sorry. You can see me running up and down the aisles of Tesco's with klaxon in my head, <laughs> aren't you? Um, okay, so we've got some new beer news. Um, Marble Brewery recently announced that they've done a collaboration with Fuller's um, to rebrew Gal's Prize Old Owl, which is a 1920s recipe. Now, they've put that into the, the, the brew, and it's not going to be available until next year. So it'll be quite exciting to see what, what happens there. I know John Keelin from Fuller's went up to Marble, and they brewed the beer. So it's quite exciting that we've got kind of quite a modern brewery, again, collaborating with Fuller's, who, um, you know, traditionally led, obviously, they, they're good at what they do. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that. Yeah, I mean, Marble have always made good traditional beers as well. Yeah. So that should be a good collab, I reckon. I like the way that Fuller's are going. They are they they've had a couple of collaborations now, right? It's not the first one. Yeah, had. yeah, no, they're branching I, I, out. Yeah, I like I like that attitude. I think that's a good attitude. And yeah, hopefully some other breweries will follow as well. Well, let's let, let's hope so. And, it, and it's good to see Fuller's kind of taking that leap into collaborations as well, rather than just sitting back and saying no, not having any of that. And they're they're, they're collaborating with some of the the more modern craft breweries that we would maybe label them yeah. as. Um, more new beer news. So Whitstable Bay, um, so this is the collection that um, is essentially an offshoot of Shepherd Neem. Um, it's, it's a range that they do. Uh, they've unveiled a new red IPA. Um, so this is 4.5% uh, ABV um, and comes on the back of all of the other beers in the Whitstable Bay collection. 100% um, natural ingredients again available in 500ml bottles and on draft keg unfortunately Shepherd Neem still insist on putting their, their beer in clear Ugh, bottles I don't know so why they keep doing it I don't know why they keep doing it and that you know they come back on Twitter that they know they shouldn't be doing it why? stop what? yeah stop just embrace the dark glass embrace the dark glass. that's what I say um more new stuff from Northern Monk. So um, on the back of their recent Patrons Project series, which was a series of beers that were based around their coffee porter, they now announced the next range of um, collabs that will form part of that series. Essentially, the, the Patrons Project is working with other artists from other industries that are based in Leeds and the area. So the second range of collab beers will include a beer that was brewed with um, a tattooist. Um, one of the things that is quite exciting is for, for those heathen fans out there, they've brewed a double heathen, double IPA, and that will be um, early tastes of that will be available Indie Man this year. So if you go into Indie Man, look out for double heathen. That, that is of interest. Yes, it depends on what days yeah. a Northern Monk on and, and whether they're holding beers back or, or not for the bigger days. Um, we're nearly there. One more new beer alert is um, if we're not yet bored of banned beers, 
Um, Motorhead have now announced that they're doing a beer um, called Road Crew, which is brewed for rock fans everywhere, apparently, um, in collaboration with Cameron's Brewery. So I don't know whether that makes any difference as to whether the beer will be any good or not. Um, but there's another band beer that we've got coming. Um, but also linked to that, picking up reports this weekend that the new Iron Maiden beer, the Porter, the Red and Black Porter, actually isn't that bad. Okay. So I'd seen a bit of traffic about that as well. Yeah, so if, if anyone's had it, uh, give us a tweet and let us know and let, let me know whether it's worth spending my pennies on. Next up, we've got... Um, so this is um, in reaction to... This is a bit of football news, actually. Didn't really know how to introduce that one. So um, people from London will be aware of the Crate Bar, Crate Brewery in Hackney Wick. Um, they've apparently closed their doors to West Ham fans after the match since um, a load of fans turned up in shirts and decided to start jumping in the canal, uh, apparently. Now, this is this is quite interesting because they've, they've also issued a, a release saying that fans are welcome before the game, but they don't want them in after. So they're happy to take your money at one point, but not the other. Um, Matt, I know, obviously, you've got quite an affiliation to, to Leighton Orient, you, you know, running the bar at the Sporters Club. Yep. Um, is this is this something that's familiar to you in, in football terms? Um, yeah. I don't know why they've. I don't know why there's been such fuss over this story because there's many pubs that won't allow football colours. Okay, can can I just reread the the headline then? Just, yeah, yeah. just in terms of fuss, uh, West Ham fans fury after hipster Hackney Wick Bar announces match day clampdown. Those hipsters. <laughs> yeah. Um, why use that word in 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 the headline? But anyway, sorry, sorry to jump back in there. Um, um yeah, there's there's loads of it stands a pub. Like I agree, sometimes colours like football shirts and scarves, not having it is a good idea. We have no problems at Orient. I think there's a respect thing there. We we allow away fans and majority of the away fans will come to us will be friendly bunch. The only thing that I feel sorry for West Ham in this situation is I think they got hand, I think they got handed out letters by the pub what I read, and it actually said West Ham scarves are not allowed. And I think it just should have said football colours because there'll be away fans that go there as well. And I. I can kind of see You feel that it was targeting it. them, seeing as yeah. they're, they're, they're kind of their new neighbours, aren't they? And yeah. they, they could actually bring them quite a bit of business. Yeah, it's a completely different audience than what they've had before. Um, a lot of people saying, oh, you know, you take their money before the game but not after. Um, I think that's a bit unfair too. I'm sure if they're all well behaved, they're quite happy to have them after. I just, it, it's not a problem. I don't, know, I don't know why it's really kicked off the way it has because, you know, I've been to tons of pubs with football and you're not allowed to wear colours and the West Ham fans probably should have known that West Ham fans would have been used to having the run of the bowling arms mm -hmm. on, on, on the corner there yeah. at, at Green Street where they were pretty much able to do as well and many yeah. other bars in, in Green Street as well near near the old Upton Park ground yeah. uh, and I suppose moving to the new environment Let, let's be honest there aren't that many bars at Westfield um, that, that you can choose from um, and most of the bars that are around that area are kind of the, the, the sort of bars that we would want to drink in so they're craft yeah. beer bars um, but I, I suppose the alternative of whatever's on offer inside the ground if there's anything on offer inside the ground anything outside the ground is going to seem more appealing to them yeah. isn't it yeah definitely and also a bit of a novelty outdoor space canal crate you know a lot of people do go crate on Saturday evening anyway yeah. so it would have been a popular place to go to uh, but I'd agree with Matt. I think they should have just said football colours. Yeah, rather than targeting, rather than West targeting Ham one themselves. particular item of yeah. clothing for one particular set of fans. Yeah. 
just say no football colours. Yep. Most away fans and most home fans are used to that in certain places anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's crack on. We've just got two more things in the news. We're almost there, guys. Thanks for sticking with it. More brewery, their their cans have been awarded um, a recognition that it is real owl now, and they can they can now display the this is real owl logo on their cans. Sitting with two camera stalwarts, how how does it sit with you guys? Well, I think I think first of all, congratulations to them. Absolutely, first yeah. First of all, I mean, um, you know, obviously more we're at the uh, one of the live shows for you know beer o'clock show. Um, I've always liked their beers. In the fact that they're unfined, unpasteurised, more than happy with that. They've always been good quality beers. Getting it in a can and getting the uh, real owl stamp of approval from camera, I think will will probably help them. Um, I, I think there may be some people who may wonder if it's still real ale um, and perhaps Matt might have a view on this as he actually you know is in a capacity as a customer and uh, and somebody actually sells but yeah I mean I, I think I think it's good I I don't know how the again the criteria but they're the only ones who've got it into a can whether other people will follow well, it's can conditioned, isn't it? Yeah. That it uh, at more, and I'm not sure there are many other people can conditioning at the moment. Well, yeah, I mean, because all the, you know, I don't think you know, Adam's Ghost Ship is a real ale on cask, but I don't think it's classed as real ale once it hits the can. There's no, there's no secondary fermentation going on there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think others might look at it, but more of the, the Moore's range has been fairly standard in this kind of thing anyway. So, be interesting to see how it goes. I think it, it's great that it has the stamp on the can, I think that's really good. And But I think for younger camera members, I think this is really good. I think it's a step forward for camera, uh, which is a big plus. Will it change some of the traditional heads to try it? I don't think it will. Um, it, I'd like to think it would. I'd, I'd like to see it happen, but in my experience, they there's something about the can that there's a few people I've met before, they just they just hate. I know that I don't get it. Well, I mean, to be, to be fair, when cans first started hitting you know hitting the road and becoming really popular I was a bit too minds because all my previous experience of cans always been on you know macro lager out of a can it was just an easy vessel and it's, it's got that stigma yeah. A, a, yeah attached to it that it's you know you're going to swing it on the train and yeah yeah yeah, and we, I would never swing from a can on the train that would never ever happen no, no I've, I've it, never had a train no, beer in all my life no, no no I think places like micro pubs are going to start changing people's opinions on this like traditional cameras because it gives them comfortable places to drink here like or we we do have some people that probably would never have that two years ago and they are trying it but i just think i think it won't convince all of cameras members but i think it's great that they're doing it so like they're, they're recognizing this i would agree it's a step in the right yeah. direction yeah yeah but you, you know like like you said congratulations to yeah. more for, for for achieving that um they do produce incredible beers and they yeah. do taste great in the can yeah um, so, so, so well done guys um, and finally just to finish the news you'll, you'll be pleased to know that we're finally at the end of the news um, congratulations this week to Craft Beer Hour who reached their 100th hour um, so, so well done to, to Tom and to everybody that's invested that over the past 100 hours um, that's a great achievement and here's to the next 100 as well congratulations guys yeah congratulations Tom nice one um, okay, so let's get into uh, beer number three, and and then we'll get to the uh, to, to the crux of tonight's <laughs> show, which which is actually the uh, the, the, the opinions discussion. So um, I'm going to go with what's in my glass first this time. So I've got um, the next in the uh, Brewdog Single Hop series for this year. So this is the Ace of Chinook, 
um, that, that I've got in my glass here. I, I don't know whether my palate's off after that um, last one, but it tastes like washing up liquid. It's that that doesn't that's not good at all. It's quite a beer to go from into that one. I must admit. Mm. I'm um I I'm maybe going to take a sip of some water and yeah. and revisit that, but that's not hit hit refresh. I I'm not I'm not enjoying that at all. Um, Matt, what what have you got? I've got Kel, uh, Battle of the Trees, 5.9%, uh, really well balanced, like really tingly, like bitter hop finish. Um, I'd quite like a pint of this one actually, but at 5.9% maybe just the one. But yeah, I, this is so far probably my favourite I've had. Mine, what, what are you on? I've gone for the Red Church Lemon and Sage Saison, and um, the sage on the nose is potentially off-putting actually. If you Too if much? You, as I bought it, I'm still going to drink it. But if you were just offered that by someone else, you may not drink it because it is very sage on the nose. Um, it's actually less sage in the in the flavour, and a bit of the lemon comes through as well. So, the, what I've written down here is says it does what it says on the tin. Which I suppose if you, if you're ordering it, ordering a beer that says it's lemon and sage, and you're getting lemon and sage from it, then I can't disagree. But, no. but it could just be a bit. It's just a little bit pungent on the nose with the, with that sage. Yeah. I'm not okay. sure I'm a fan of sage in beers. We've had a few. I, I'm not sure I'm a fan of any sort of herb in beers. Uh, uh, generally, speaker. I'm not. I don't but mind, I, but sage just doesn't seem to do it. For me. Cooking, yes, but beers, I'm not feeling it. I thought I'd give it a go. The taste is quite pleasant, actually, but yeah. the, the sage on the nose is quite powerful. Okay, so let's talk opinions. Um, so, oh, is this is what we're here for. This is what we're here <laughs> for, yeah. It's taken us um, best part of half an hour to get here if anybody's still listening this is what you actually tune in for um and and th- this week's uh opinions discussion is, is is the reason why matt joins us tonight because we invited matt along to, to share his views on this week's subject so uh the question was um should beer communicators and, and some people took issue with us using that word, but we're, we're not getting into that. So, so should beer communicators ask permission of people, pubs or festivals before taking pictures? Um, and we offered three options. So we offered every time, we offered it's a public place, so it's fair game, and we offered who cares. Uh, 190 people took part in the, the, the poll this week. Uh, a resounding 58% of people went for public place, fair game. 26% of people simply didn't care and 16% of people said every time. So um, that's what Twitter thinks on a whole. Um, in terms of just a few comments that, that, that came out of Twitter this week before I asked the guys for their opinions on this. Um, so Clayton Chisholm, uh, obviously friend of the show, friend of the three of us here, um, probably would have been here if he could have been, um, says venue shots are usually fine if a person... Is, in, is the subject of the photo, then model release form should be signed, especially if it's for profit. And Clayton then also went on to cite some um, guidelines that, that he had found as well, which will be linked through to in the show notes, if, if people want to have a read of those. Um, so Pete McCary, um, at PJ McCary, it's just not practical to ask permission of every person in a given shot at a beer festival. However, if somebody objects at the time or after, it's quite clear to me that the photo should be deleted. 
Um, Justin Mason, um, three-part response from Justin. Shocker. Sometimes, Shocker. sometimes for Justin, 140 characters simply isn't enough. Sometimes? Sometimes, <laughs> all of the time, yes. Um, it isn't against the law to take a photograph of private property from a public place, but you should ask permission on private property. And the landowner has the opinion, the option to impose restrictions should they wish. It does, however, become a point of discrimination, perhaps if you are forbidden, but another party, i.e. a regular in a pub, is allowed. Best to ask first. Quite an interesting comment at the end there. Uh, Mark at Million Bevs. Public space, fair game. Sometimes depends how in-depth the critique and the purpose of the image, though. Uh, and then James Beeson at JD Beeson 16. Whole point of those kind of shots is to show punters all natural at the event. It sort of ruins it if you ask them for permission. Obviously, there are limits though. Wouldn't use an unflattering photo or take pictures of people if they're pissed as a newt. Um, so that's what Jay's. James had to say and then there was one final comment as well which and, and this this may be one for another show um, so Michael Lally from Bushcraft Beer between this and the full disclosure topic I can see the need for a beer bloggers charter we'll leave that one there for now and we'll revisit so those are the views of Twitter um, that's what people uh, out there think um, Matt I'm going to come to you first because you do use a lot of imagery in your blogs yeah. um, you're always there with your proper camera as, as opposed to us that are using our phones for, 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 for imagery um, what's what's your view on this one mate it's a I think it's a really difficult subject well when I sat down to think about it for the show I kind of thought about photography just in general before beer photography and I'm not, and I was thinking like the, the world that we live in at the moment like we've all got a camera at the end of our hand in our camera phone in our pocket at all times with the ability to take a photograph and show the whole world and that's the kind of the world that we live in at the moment also we're living in a world where creativity is a good thing creativity is at a high but anyone can write a blog from anywhere in the world any age or like any level of expertise so to speak i think it's a great thing that we have that however what comes with that, I guess there isn't training like there used to be, like, you know, 20 years ago before the internet the way it is now, you'd have journalists and, and book writers and etc. that were trained in these areas and had education, which don't have that now. So the reason I was thinking that is, it's not a case of invasion of privacy like, or um, people trying to be disrespectful. I think there's no blogger out there that I know that would take something in a negative light. Like I think it's all positive. Certainly for myself, like everything I take is a positive reason, and, and, you know, and that's a good thing. Is, is it, it's part of that we're all just wanting to share that moment, though, yeah, aren't we? That, exactly. we're, that we're somewhere, we're in a bar, we're at an event, and you've got your beer, and you want it, you want to capture that moment, and you want to share it with people because you want to almost engage those people in what you're doing at that moment. Yeah, if you walk into a, like a great pub and it's like a really good feel, and you think, ah. Oh, I want other people to come here. This is a great pub. Like, yeah, you're probably going to take a photograph. Might put it in, on Instagram, most likely, or you, you know, might even do a blog post about it. Um, I, and I kind of, I do kind of agree what James is saying in his tweet. Like, I don't, I want to see natural photographs. I don't, I like taking natural photos. I like watching, it, like seeing natural photographs. If it's all posy, kind of, I don't know. It's not. I just don't enjoy that kind of blogging as much. I guess. But if, 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 you've, if you've taken a picture in that natural way, that mm. let, let's just say you, you, you're at an event or you're in a bar and you've taken a picture and 
either the person has realised you've taken a picture, or, or, mm-hmm. or, or you, you know, do do you then approach them and say, look, I, here's the picture I've just taken, and, th- and this is my intention to use this picture, or is it a case of actually you're in a public space, you, you happen to be in my photo, yeah. that's it, it's up to me to do what I want with that image. I think you've just you've got to use a bit of common sense like if you take a photograph of a, of a whole place and there's not really no focus on certain people I think that's that's fine but I find it when I was thinking about it I found it quite difficult because I personally don't have a problem with someone taking a photograph of me in fact I, I saw a photograph of myself at an event on an excellent blog and I was like ah oh, that's pretty cool like my face is on this blog um, did, and did you get an acknowledgement though? no no but, uh, I, but, I, but I don't have a problem with that but um so th- I guess it's hard for me to think about that because I don't mind it. Like I, I don't. To be honest, if it was a bad photo, I don't really care either. To be honest, I'm not. I ain't got to press no one. But, um, yeah, but if, if I'm sorry to keep jumping in, but that's right. if if you're at a if you're at a public event, then then surely the chances are you're going to end up in a photo. Yeah. Because as you said in in one of the first things you said was everybody's got a camera in their hands these days, yeah. and and anybody can take a snap straight away. And post it straight to social media. Doesn't even have to be in a blog. Mm-hmm. You, you can put it in a tweet. You can put it on a post on Facebook. It can go on Instagram. It's there straight away. I, I kind of that's what I, I found that interesting with a lot of the tweets, like building up to this show. It was all about a lot of it was about blogs and stuff. Whereas Instagram's probably got a much far further reach than Instagram's got blogs. a massive reach. And yeah. also Instagram's then. Yeah. I mean, you can take the picture and post it on Instagram within a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And by then it's out there. So yeah. even if someone wants you to do something with it, it's already gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and if you've used the right hashtag as well on Instagram, it can go so suddenly you're hitting an audience of millions. Yeah. I think so. Like when it's yeah, when it's like venues and, and festivals and stuff, it's no different to you know me taking a, a lovely selfie in the middle of a nightclub back in the day. Like there's going to be people in the background, isn't there? So yeah. However, it's nice that you could you could take a selfie at nightclub. When I went <laughs> to nightclubs, there was no selfie options. <laughs> I think Martin's yeah. showing his age again there. In the disco text. Yeah. Disco text, bastard. <laughs> um, however, on the flip side of all this, if your photograph is, is directly of someone, um, and this is where I think it gets really difficult as well, because I hold my hands up, and I, and I think I've, I've done this without thinking about it until this show, and I really started thinking about it, thinking, oh, you know, shit, am I doing this the wrong way? It was never intentional, but one that... An image that popped up was like someone take pouring a drink. Like no one really asks a bartender if they can t- if they allowed to take a photograph of that drink being poured, and that's quite a direct photograph. I think times like that, yes, I think you need to ask. Um, but if, in a in a busy place, or if the main focus of the photograph isn't like of someone, I think it's fair game. I think if you uh, if you take a photograph of someone, I think it's down to your discretion when you depending on what you do with that. Say I'm writing a, say I'm writing a blog post and um, there's a photo. I think oh, I don't think I, I, I never asked that I wouldn't use it. Like I, if it was directly on someone, then yeah, I think you do need to ask. I think it's just common courtesy. I think I think there is an element of common courtesy of it. But let's let, let's take the example of where we've actually ended up recording tonight. So we're, we're yeah. now in we're, we're recording here in Brewdog Shoreditch tonight. As as I walked through the doors, I didn't see a sign on the door saying anything about photography. Now, I, I can guarantee that there would be 
101 beer geeks upstairs taking pictures of their beer on the bar with probably people in the background. We certainly, one of the first things we've did, and you've seen it on tonight's show notes, is took a beer, a, a picture of all of our beers that, that, that were here tonight. But there's, there's nothing in the bar to say that I can't do that. No. And, and, and there's, there's certainly no objection to, to people that I can't do that. And I, and I think... I think it's a bit of a grey area in, in terms yeah. of, of, of what you can and can't do and, and what you shouldn't and shouldn't do. I had I, th- I spoke to you guys on Wafi, I had this interesting interesting thing that happened at the weekend. It was almost fate that it happened, I think. So at the Goose Island event, uh, John Hall, the founder, was talking on like some steps about the beers and thanking us. I, I was at a press event, sorry. Uh, and everyone was like... Was, was that a disclosure? Yeah, yeah disclosure. Okay, but also, just, just, just check it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, just, just thinking about this craft beer bloggers charter that we're, we're, we're going to talk about. We're building up. Yeah, 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 we're building up to this. I've got a long <laughs> list of things I've got to say and do before I can do this thing. Yeah, um, it's no fun anymore, is it? So he was like talking on a couple of steps and like everyone's whipped their cameras out and started taking photographs. And I was thinking, and it made me think because this, this is obviously fresh in my mind. I was like, okay, this is a press event. Like they kind of should be expecting that. So on the flip side of that, we're still in the press section and I asked for a beer, very probably the Bourbon County, because that's what I wanted to drink. Um, and I asked the girl that served on the bar, I said, is it okay if I take a photo of you pouring a beer? It won't be of you, it'll be of your hands. Um, not in a weird way, man, it's not like some sort of fetish, but like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, um, Stage, Eddie. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a different podcast altogether, <laughs> mate, that one. How many times do I have to say that? That's the underground one that we do. But um, she like politely said, if it's okay, I'd rather not, which is, which is fine. And I kind of thought, right, okay, that's kind of, that's kind of perfect what we're talking about. Like there was a photograph of the brewery doing their press thing in a busy place with a lot of other people there. Those photos were cool. I don't think you need permission for that. I think it's almost expected at press events anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, however, when it was a photograph that wasn't the main person there and included the bar staff, uh, I asked her and she was uncomfortable with it and that is the last thing that any of us would, I don't think want to do. You wouldn't want something uncomfortable in taking a photograph. Or yeah, something. but did did you ask because of a heightened awareness because of, of what we're talking about here tonight or would that have just been your, your, your standard MO would, would be to say, oh, can I take a picture? Because I, I don't think I've, I, I've got to say, I don't think I've ever asked mm. any permission to take any photo that I've ever taken. No, I think it's because of, this is like a fresh topic at the moment. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing, it's a good thing. Um, and, it goes back to kind of what I was thinking with where everyone's kind of doing it we're in a, we're in a culture where we take photos all the time and put it on Instagram you, you kind of like I'm not a professional photographer I, I point and click and take a load of photographs and hope I get one that looks good and I think that's kind of the attitude at these events like I just I was just doing that without thinking about it I guess and I think a lot of people does that like I say I hold my hand up and a lot of times I never did ask but it has made me think a bit better about taking the photographs I mean, it's. I, I think it's really interesting in terms of the, 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 the fact that we're simply having this discussion here, here tonight. And I mean, one of the things that, that, that we were chatting about before we started recording tonight was how you, you, you do frequently come to the bottle share that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're always taking pictures. And we've been doing the bottle share, share for nearly two years now. I'm, I'm, I think we've moved past the 18 months. We're heading towards two years. And I don't think there's ever been an occasion where any of us around the table have said, 
actually, Matt, I'm not happy with you taking t- taking pictures. We're all quite comfortable yeah, because we, we know we're there for a reason. Um, and and yeah, maybe there's a heightened awareness. Um, Martin, what's what, what's your views on this one, mate? Um, I'm very much in the uh, public space, fair game camp. If I'm being honest, um, I'm not going to spend too long talking about this. Um, Janice, Mrs. Beersnob from the Irish Beersnob podcast, fairly much summed up my feelings with her. My picks are mostly of friends or just the beer or the outside of the building, so sorry, I don't care. It's fairly much where I am, if I'm being honest. And that's not to come across as insensitive, so I agree with you know people being aware about things. I also agree with the comment you read out from Pete earlier, but there is a certain amount of discretion when you actually come to filter your photos and post them either as part of Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, blog. I think most bloggers still do that anyway, and most people who are active on social media do that. I don't think anyone goes out of the way deliberately to embarrass someone, and if they do, that becomes a whole different thing anyway, mm. and then they get all they deserve for doing it. Yeah, I'm um, very much public space, fair game. I've never asked, and I probably would still be less aware than Matt is now. That's, I, th- I think that's a fair point. I think I'm, I'm probably very much in that camp with you. Is, 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 is when I'm out. If, if I'm in a bar, if I'm at a festival or something, what I'm trying to do is predominantly trying to capture an image of the beer that, that, that I'm drinking and, and maybe the environment in which I'm drinking it in because I want to share that with people. I'm probably quite guilty of being at beer festivals and certainly ones that come to mind are that the recent one that we went to at Harwich Town, Martin, where th- there was very much an opportunity to go upstairs yep. and take a picture down onto the festival now there were probably at least 50 people in that image that I hadn't asked permission of but how many of those 50 people actually realised I was taking a picture at the time Um, and also the the other one being you know uh, certainly Indie Man in a couple of weeks I'll be there I'll be taking pictures of the entire event with people in it my intention isn't to take a picture of any particular person it's to try and capture the event yeah, and the, the atmosphere moment, the building yeah the tap that the beer is coming out yeah of. um yeah, so to be honest people in my photographs are incidental a lot of the time uh, it's a bit different at the essex bottle share where we all know each other and i consider us all to be a group of friends um i, I would never even ask friends it's like basically everyone are you ready and yeah. you know you know matt just snaps away with his camera and yeah you don't you aren't barely notice but, the but sometimes they're the best pictures, aren't exactly. they? Where, and it goes back to that au natural where you're sat, you're in discussion with somebody, you're, you're passionate about the beer, so maybe there's a bit of gesticulation going on over the beer. Somebody's snapping away, you don't even know they're there until the picture appears on yeah. Instagram or on, on, on Twitter the following day. And I, I don't think I've ever been in a position where I'm like, well, I, I don't like that picture, can you take it down? I, I would if, if, if I took a photograph and I thought it was a great photograph but someone was in it that didn't like it, and they and they said to me like oh, I'm really not having that photo. I want you to think twice. Like you take it down. Like Photoshop. You'd apologize. Photoshop. <laughs> Photoshop them yeah. out. I'll just blur the face. <laughs> yeah, out. Like, yeah. Like, like crime watch. <laughs> Pixelate it. <laughs> but like, be like an advert for Lucid Brew. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, like seriously, like if, if there was a problem with anything, I'd, you just take it down. Like it was, it would never meant to, you know, have been a, a negative view and, and then to to you know take the piss or anything like that. Yeah. It's, they're all it's all good stuff. And it, I think. If we end up getting a little bit too fussy about this, like I think blogs are going to be very boring if it's just photos of people's beers in their kitchen. So yeah. I, I ask the stuff I want to see. What are you saying? There's nothing wrong with 
photos of her in my kitchen. Yeah, but I, 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 know, I know I haven't won a prize this prize with one yet, but well, I'm maybe, trying. Maybe that's why you haven't won, mate. Yeah, because I need to get out <laughs> and do it. Okay, to, 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 to try and summarise a, a little bit of what we're saying here is um, let's just be a little bit well-mannered mm-hmm. uh, about these things. If somebody does appear in your picture... Um, yeah, being aware. Uh, yeah, be, no, be, be aware. Not, most bloggers, beer people are taking pictures. We're all quite one-dimensional all the time. We're taking a picture of beer. Yeah. Yep. How it looks, bottle, glass, cup, yep. whatever it might be, the vessel it's in. We're trying to take a picture. And I think it's just it's being aware. And that's where it comes back to Pete's post, Pete's tweet saying, think about what you're doing just before you finally publish it. Yeah. Yeah, ab- absolutely. It and, and the reason why you're publishing yeah. it. And if someone doesn't like it afterwards and just say, and I'm sure, I can't imagine most people would have a problem with taking it down because they wouldn't have meant to cause any offence in the first place. Yeah. yeah. And, and just as, just as a, a, I suppose, a final footnote to this discussion, which is a little bit off tangent, but we, we, within the same sort of subject, it, if you're using other people's images, just, just credit the original photographer as well. Yeah. That, that's that, that's yeah. a simple thing to do. It's, and it's common courtesy uh, as well. If you're going to use somebody else's image in your post, you've got to at least credit the, the, the originator of it. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Okay, so um, I, think, I think we've done that one. I, I think we've done. I think yeah. we've put that to bed. Um, we've got one more beer left, and we've all saved our biggest beers to last. So we all went big on, we all on, 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 on these. Although some of us bigger than others. So let's try and... Let me see if I can get this in order of ABV. So it will come as no surprise to anybody that my final beer in a Brewdog bar of the evening is Hardcore IPA. It's yeah, I mean I've I've had this beer before. It's it's sticky. There's a lovely bitter finish to it. It's um it's just kind of it's it's almost the perfect interpretation of an American IPA from 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 Brewdog here. Um, I do enjoy the hardcore IPA and I do enjoy Mr. President as well. And people will say they're different beers, but I really don't think they are that different. I would find it hard to distinguish between Yes, them. I, I would. So um, I think I'm going to go with Martin's got the next highest ABV. So what have you got in your glass, mate? I've got the abstract, is it the AB21? Yes. Which I think I had on. It's yeah. 12%, very dark, and there is a very definite alcohol burn as you, as you sip on this. Um, bit of a, almost like a whiny nose on it. Um, but I'm enjoying it. It's very nice. It's, it's interesting you say that there's a there's a burn on there um, because this one's for the first time, as far as I'm aware, with the AB series. I, I know they've changed their packaging for this this iteration of it, but it comes wax sealed, which always suggests to me, don't drink it yet. Aging. Yeah. So there's uh, definitely a bit of an alcohol. So, burn so maybe that maybe that pleasure. burn will die down yeah. uh, over the years. Um, Matt, you've you've got the biggest beer. Of all of us, what have, what have you gone for in your glass? Well, I knew it was going to be a deep conversation tonight, so I thought I'd finish off on something really strong. I've got the Brewdog uh, shipwrecked at thirteen point eight percent. Boom! Yeah, no, no messing around. Get in there. Yeah, that's what happens when you know you can't get the train home, so you, you drown your sorrows. And we end up in the basement of Brewdog Shoreditch. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I need to drink a bit more of it to make my mind up. Like my initial thoughts was it smells like your nan's old soap used to get like the lavender well the lavender kind of rose yeah oh my selling point no (laughs) sounds almost as bad as it tastes like washing up liquid (laughs) i would like to uh, to just repeat that we are very grateful for brewdick shoreditch for letting us record down here 
However, I need to drink more of this. If I, I, I'm, I'm not sure on this. Okay, and let's let's just make it clear at that point as well that we did actually pay for the beers as well. Yeah, so, yeah. Brewdog have only given us the space tonight, which we are really grateful for because otherwise you wouldn't have been here in this week's podcast. Um, but we've thoroughly enjoyed the beers that we've been working. Well, some of some of us have enjoyed some <laughs> of the beers. Let, let's put it this way. Okay, let's um, let's let's try and head towards the end of this uh, mammoth show. Um, Martin, what's in this week's blog roundup? Okay, well, um, few apart books. from your own, apart from my own, <laughs> of course, which you can find under "Beer is the Answer" about Stone Berlin. I'm not sure if I mentioned I went there the other week. No, I think I think you took up probably the first quarter of the show okay. just talking about Stone Berlin. Okay, the the blog isn't quite as awesome as the actual place, but give it a read and have a look at the pictures. If it doesn't persuade you to go, you'll be amazed. Um, one of the blogs I had picked up on, uh, which was before we'd even spoken to Matt about joining us on the show was his recent blog post about his collaboration brew with Solvay and Elephant School, which is part of uh, Brentwood Brewery. Um, in fact, we were gonna try some of those beers while we were in Matt's shed. So listen out in the future, guys, because I think we will revisit the opportunity to do that, and maybe we'll talk a bit more about Matt's uh, brewing experience as well. Cool. Um, another one I picked out was a, um, I'm assuming it's an American publication, it's um, from All About Beer. It's called Life and Death of a Beer. What happens when it's time to let go of a beer brand? And I found it really interesting off the back of the beer that Marvel have stopped doing, which I have to admit has escaped my Dobber. mind. Dobber. And that's what... All, all you have to do is check through Matt Curtis's feed because on a daily basis he's tweeting them, I want a pint of Dobber. Okay, <laughs> he, he hasn't got over it yet then. He, he's, he's far from over the fact yeah, that okay. they've stopped doing Dobber. <laughs> well, it's yeah. a very interesting piece. It's, it's, it's more than almost a magazine article, to be fair, rather than okay. an actual blog post. There's a few pages of it. But they go through various beer brands from various American breweries which have been retired over the last few years and stuff. It's well worth a read. It did make me think that we do become quite attached to beers. I'm, I'm still a bit miffed that Chiswick has now become seasonal with Fuller's. I thought that was one of the great cask session beers, sub 4%. I would always go for that when I first went to a fuller. So I'm still a bit miffed about that. So I haven't quite got over that. And Oliver's Island is no way a substitute for that either. So it's well worth a read. Uh, the link will be in the show notes. And maybe it may be something to come back to again in the future as well. Uh, absolutely. And, and, and as you say, as always, the, the, the links to all of the blogs you mentioned tonight are in, are in the show notes. So you can have a click through and, and, and you can read those. Um, yeah, and uh, there, was, there, there was one more. Not uh, one more. Again, Squeezing was, one more yeah, in. It was from a shortlist magazine. They did a uh, piece about... Um, 25 things we'd like to see banned in pubs immediately. Oh, I saw this, and part of me hates these list things. Part of me does, but some of them I did agree with. Yeah, yeah, because you get so bought into them. Yeah. You're like, I'm not going to read it, and then you're like, oh, here I am, swiping through to the next one. What's next? What's next? What's next? Oh, oh there's a picture of a cat. A couple which um, are let out of me. One as a football fan said, music while the football is on. Pet bloody hate that is. If you're showing the football, let me hear the commentary. And uh, put the bloody music on. Why do you need the commentary? Because uh, no, if you no. if you was at game live, you wouldn't get the commentary. But I'm not at the game live. If I'm watching on TV, I expect to hear the commentary. Unless it's Michael Owen on BT Sport, and they can play <laughs> they can play all the music they want. Okay, I, I feel at some point in the future you're gonna force me into having to do a football and beer show. <laughs> yes, there will be one, aren't you? Which yeah, I'm really gonna struggle with. You, the, you might have to host that one. Okay, okay, I'm sure I can do that. And there was there was another one on here which was about um, bandit vultures. 
So the guy who turns up after you've spent a few quid on it and puts a quid in along, and wins it, yeah. I do wonder though how many more, how many people still play on the old uh, slot machines because I tended to only play when I was waiting in the pub for someone in what I class as the old days. Whereas now, if I'm on my own in a pub, I'm on my phone. It's so I actually tend to use slot machines less than I used to. That, that, again, that's a really interesting discussion for another day. I think it's it's you know our traditional pub games still getting used now people have mobile technology i i would say less because like i said if i ever turned up in a pub and you didn't want to be look a bit of a, a nonce on your own you're playing the slots yeah i i think the casual gambler has gone i have i still have friends that i know that will stick 20 pound notes in them even though i'm telling them not to so i think the casual gambler yes i think i probably agree uh, i think if you if fruit machine is your thing i don't think you can play on your phone which, yeah. which pubs are they in when they did 20? So we can pop in after <laughs> yeah. just Just put my quid in. And <laughs> but anyway, that, that, yeah. that, that's it for me on the uh, the blogs and the posts. Okay, so and, and, and as I say, they'll all be linked through yeah. in, in the show notes for people to, to go through to. Um, okay, so uh, still struggling to let go of this segment of the show. I noticed from what you said on Twitter yesterday, you have to cede control. I know. Steve. Um, it's the prizes prize. Okay, four contenders this week. Um, Luan, was any of them me? No. Shit. <laughs> no. Every fucking week. You get a big box of fuck all. <laughs> yeah, a big box of fuck yeah. all. You don't even get the box. It's because I keep posting pictures of beers in my kitchen, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> um, four contenders. Um, all, of, all of these are guys who've uh, listened to the show in the past and uh, we've met. Luan Brew had taken one uh, while she's been away in the States. Uh, beer with it in the glass with the can and uh, open fire behind it. Really not, nice. Not one. her picture of sprayed hops from Budweiser. No, that one I ignored <laughs> okay. completely. In so much as I saw it and moved on. Um, son of a gun. Um, he had one of his, uh, I think it was a Yeasty Boys picture. Uh, with, it, with lots of good background going on. Books and beer, I think it was. Uh, Sean, Plimshawn 101, had a picture of the ACT 16, which is the Adnams collaboration beer. Oh, very jealous over him having that yeah, beer. Yeah, I'm very one of my friends said he's got that and willing to share it with me. Um, not so happy with the sharing, but he should just give it to me, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the winner was um, Ginger Daniels um, <laughs> of her, her picture of Dave the Bulldog looking at her can of Loop Lloyds, which incidentally she had put into a camera glass. So whether Beaver Town are going to be the next camera in a glass, camera in a can, winners. <laughs> the irony of that picture is <laughs> not lost any of um, yeah. I will add here two things. Disclosure, Ginger Daniels, her real name is Michelle and she is my girlfriend. Fix. And um, I'm still not sure she actually asked Dave if he wanted to be in the picture. <laughs> so that big box of nothing winging its way to South Essex may well be taken back if Dave wasn't happy about so, being so in so it. So you'll be taking that personally to her. I will deliver yeah, the yeah. big box of nothing. Okay. I, 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 I do have to say as well at this point that I did kind of message you last night and said, if, if Dave doesn't win it, I'm not going to be happy. Um, although my opinion clearly counts for shit on this show anymore. <laughs> but that's a great image. I did love the way that Dave was looking at that, that image. Yeah. And for those of you that have not yet heard, um, this month's Flavour of the Month also features Lupaloid IPA from Beaver Town. So make sure you check that out. It's on the Beer O'Clock Show feed. Um, okay, so uh, look out for the opinions polls every Sunday night to get involved in our discussions. We'll be talking more opinions soon. And in the meantime, you can find us at Beer O'Clock Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also find me on Untapped at Beer Show Steve. Martin, where can people find you? 
beer is the answer under uh, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Untapped. And Matt, where where can people find your musings? Um, at Half Pint Gent or halfpintgentleman.com for the uh, blog or Matt Chinnery on Instagram. If you can't find me via them too, then uh, okay. Then don't bother looking. Yeah. Take, taking pictures without permission yeah. since 2004. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're really pleased to say that Opinions are still able to bring you discounts from Owls by Mail, Beer Merchants, Ebria, and Hot Burns and Black. Check out beeroclockshow.co.uk backslash discounts. So that pretty much brings um, to a close what has been a mammoth substitute let's record in a bar in London instead of in Match Shed show. Um, it's been fun tonight, guys. Um, until the next time, cheers. 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 Opinions, 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 opinions.